0: transition to some round ball discussion going to be heavy a part of the one o'clock hour and who better to start off some basketball talk than my friend nada edwards you can find him on twitter at nada the scribe you can find his work on the ion college basketball podcast used to be a part of the world-renowned lockdown hornets podcast you can also find him sometimes producing for the pick six pod Nada, man how are you doing I am I am good man how are you I'm doing well I just want to know first and foremost are you going to find a way to work in calling me an uncultured savage on these radio airwaves today
1: Why would you like why would you do that why Be- would I
0: do that Because I know well, you why well, you know what? You've earned it. You uncultured savage. <laughs> there you go. That, I'm sure earned people. I'm sure people love hearing it because you used to clown me all the time. I don't know why I brought you on to clown me, but I guess I value your basketball opinion enough to fight through that, anyways. Again, follow Nada on Twitter at Nada the Scribe. I want to talk a little bit about some ACC with you, man. I mean, you see Duke win last night. Would have been a bad mm-hmm. loss, and it's not necessarily because the Panthers are a bad basketball team. They're not showing it this year. It's just that if you're Duke. You're obviously held to a higher standard, and if you would have lost to Pittsburgh, that would be a little bit too many losses at the beginning of this season. How much faith do you have in Duke after their comeback against the Panthers last night?
1: I mean, I have as much faith in Duke as I do with Tyrese Proctor at this point. The growth of Tyrese Proctor is going to be the thing. You saw him make plays, play after play, second half of that game, and basically along with him and Filipowski and and the resurrection somewhat, of Derek Lively is second. I like them. I think they're going to be good, but I also think that this team has a cap because they're so young and we don't know when Jeremy Roach is going to be back.
0: Well, Nada, how much do we apply the same logic, especially with us having seen what Hubert Davis did in a very similar situation, taking over for a legendary coach, getting off to a rocky start last season? How much do we apply that same example and put it on John Shire at Duke? How different and similar are they in your eyes?
1: It's a little bit different because we're talking about a team that was loaded with Roy Williams veterans with Hubert Davis. It was, you had Baycott that had been there. Caleb Love had been there. You had Leaky Black that had been there. You had um, Brady Manick as well. Like you had a lot of these guys that were older guys that you could just rely on, that you could eventually rely on and figure it out. Whereas with Shire, it's a little bit different because you have all these young guys and Jeremy Roach is the only guy that you could really rely on. For any kind of vet, like any kind of veteran leadership. And he's not on the floor right now. So it's a little bit different. And in, the, in the, which you kind of got to give Shire a little bit more time than we did with Hubert at this point.
2: Now to West Bryant here, what do you think about uh Carolina's backcourt and just how they've been struggling with the turnovers and then just the inefficient play of Caleb Love, especially in that game the other night against Virginia when Baycock goes down? What do you think about the fact that it seems like Carolina's not going to be able to rely on them to make a tournament run similar to what they did last year?
1: I, I'm not worried Wes, I'm not worried about like the tournament run yet, but we gotta acknowledge the elephant in the room with Caleb Love. Sometimes he plays like Will Smith, shoots like Carlton. So we have to remember that. Like, we have to remember that with Caleb Love and his inconsistencies. Thankfully, they have a guy like Seth Trimble that comes in there, and even if he's not hitting shots, like, at the level of Caleb Love at this point, he's still going to, at some point, get in somebody's shorts, get in somebody's grill, defend, do stuff that Caleb Love's not willing to do. We see that now with Trimble starting. So I'm not as worried about their inconsistencies right now, but it would be really, really nice if Caleb Love started showing up like he did last year.
2: Okay, and then flipping the page, going up to uh, Winston-Salem with my alma mater, the Demon Deacons. They've won 14 straight games at home. Uh, last night, Cam Hildreth, Damari Monsanto, and Andrew, Andrew Carr all go over 20 points. We know what Tyree Appleby has been bringing this season. They beat Duke already, battled – with Carolina, with Carolina, but the turnovers hurt them ultimately. What do you think about this Wake Forest squad? And do you feel like they could be a dark horse to uh, really be a contender in the ACC and possibly win it?
1: I don't think they can win the ACC West, and I hate to be that person to be like bring you the bad news. I don't think. Oh no, it's not bad. The, <laughs> like I don't think they can win the ACC, but at the same point, I kind of like I think they're going to be really good. I just really wish they scheduled somebody in the non-con. Like, th- the same thing that's going to trip them up last year is probably going to be the same thing that trips them up this year if they lose games they shouldn't. And I think that's one thing that we got to remember. Wake down the stretch last year, lost a lot of games that they should not have lost, even though they were a surprise. I expect them to handle business kind of like they did last night against Florida State. I love Damari De- Monsanto, one of my favorite shooters in the ACC right now. But the biggest thing for them is I I see them being able to get one of those double buys in the ACC tournament. It's just a lot more about just don't lose the games you shouldn't. Don't lose to the Clemsons of the world, even though I know Clemson's at the top of the ACC right now. They're going to – the water will find its level with them. But at the same point, I just – the games you shouldn't that's that's the only thing i can tell wake at this point
0: it's not edwards joining us a part of the ion college basketball podcast he's joining us on the bodyworks plus guest hotline you mentioned clemson you think maybe they might come back down to earth after their hot start in the acc you look at the top four pretty interesting top four group there atop the conference pittsburgh even though they lost still an impressive start to the season Clemson we just brought up, Miami's up there as a ranked team, and then we just had that conversation about Wake Forest. Among those teams and maybe somebody else that you would consider a dark horse or an underdog, which one of those ACC programs do you have the most faith in going forward?
1: Honestly, Pitt. Pitt plays the best. Clemson's got a lot on their schedule that is very, very backloaded, including a couple games with Duke and also a North Carolina matchup, which we know they historically never win in, in Chapel Hill. Like Clemson will, like I'm worried about Clemson going from first in the ACC to we're not talking about them until until the first day of the tournament. That's the kind of worry I have with them. At this point, it's Pitt. I like what they did. Their non-con wasn't the greatest, but at the same point, they they're probably going to take another one from North Carolina because we're not sure about the North Carolina that'll show up that game. We know what Pitt will be at this point. Like I feel good about saying. Pitt gets at least a bye in the ACC tournament. We're not talking about them until starting Wednesday. But at that at that point, it's them, and probably that's it.
2: Now, to look at it, the NC State Wolfpack, they sit at 3-3 three and three right now in the conference, and they've got a massive game at home against Miami on Saturday. What do you make of the job Kevin Keats has done so far in the backcourt with Jarkel Joyner and Taquavion Smith? What do you think about this state squad?
1: They're one of the. They're one of my favorites. They're one of my favorites in terms of Terquavion Smith, Jarkel Joyner. I think they're one of those teams that'll be a bubble team when we talk about the ACC. When we talk about the ACC and possibly getting six, seven teams in the tournament. The biggest thing I do worry about them is that they play to the level of their competition, and they still make way too many mistakes. And unfortunately, it's one of those things that I think ends up getting Kevin Keats fired because, let's be really honest about this. There's not much buzz about that program, and for being a historical program like they are, that has the history and has the history of winning, like there should be more buzz about this team. There should, and there's not. And unfortunately, I think it's what ultimately will either get them on the bubble and Keith stays one more year, or they make one too many mistakes in the NCAA tournament in the ACC tournament, not make the NCAA, and then we're talking about a new coach in Raleigh next year.
0: Not Edwards joining us on the body works plus guest hotline. We got to transition and talk about the Charlotte Hornets. The second half of the season is underway. Nada, how surprised are you to see the season play out the way it has, even with all of the injuries that took place at the beginning.
1: If you factor the injuries, I'm not surprised because when you lose four of your top seven rotation, you're not going to be good. I don't care what team you are. You could be the warriors and it's not going to matter. At the same point, I think I'm more surprised that because it's a different voice in the room and yet we're getting the same results. And at some point, this team is going to have to grow up. This team is going to have to defend. And this team is going to have to show something because right now they're showing that we can take James Brago's offense, we can score a whole bunch of points, but we can't stop our man when it matters. And the minute that they do stop their man or the minute that they, they try to defend and it doesn't work, they can just go back and start shooting shots again and basically scoring, but not defending it.
0: Well, Nada, you've been one to preach riding the wave with this team so many times, right? Like, and I've understood it in the last couple of years. And we're obviously in a different situation because we had the expectations. And then Miles Bridges gets arrested for felony domestic violence. We have all of the injuries. It is not the roster you thought you were going to have this season. is certainly the guys that were and were not available to you. How do you operate at the trade deadline, Nada? I mean, I fit, there's a lot of different routes that they can take. Terry, Gordon, do you just sit on those contracts now because they're not as valuable? I mean, how in the hell do you operate then?
1: I I was on the sit, ride the wave, do what you got to do. Until I read a quote from Toronto, I want to say from Rod Boone's article, where Cody Martin basically says, we keep relying on offense. And we the minute we don't think this defense thing is working. We keep going back to old habits. That tells me we need to start thinking about this team in terms of, you know, you got to flush some of these personalities. Maybe it's a Terry Rozier. I, we know that Mason Plumlee is probably gone. Kelly Oubre too. But at some point you might have to start really taking a look at the crux of this team, figure out, okay, LaMelo Ball's the only guy that's staying, but everybody else is. Probably either need we need to think about going or trading them at the deadline because at this point, this the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and expecting different results. At this point, we've tried this three years in a row. It may be time to move up, move on from a few of these guys.
2: Now I was going to ask you too, playing on with the Hornets and coach. How do you think coach Clifford as far as him coming back and expecting one thing, getting another, do you think he will want to continue on with this when it's all said and done?
1: Well, if I'm gonna be real with you, I'm I'm surprised he hasn't quit already. <laughs> like 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 the fact that he keeps coming back to work and he keeps trying to instill the same thing in people into people that clearly won't listen. I I I, I admire his stick-to-itiveness to this. I would not be surprised if he's coming back. I would also not be surprised if he says, you know what, I'm going to go consult and I'll go talk to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving all day because that seems like more peace of mind at this point.
2: And then also talking about from a leadership perspective, LaMelo Barr, what do you make of him this year and what you've seen? And do you feel like... The problems in the locker room and some of the things you see on the court, some people say he's too young. Some people say, you know, it's not his time yet to be able to speak up. But do you think from a a pure competitiveness and leadership standpoint that there are some areas LaMelo needs to grow in and that maybe is resulting in some of the things we're seeing?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Point blank, LaMelo ball needs to grow up a little bit. Like, let's be real here. The silly fouls, the fouls that take him out of games, the fouls that will make him one of those guys that you can't rely on late in games to defend or do anything. Like, there's a lot of growing up he needs to do, which is also kind of why you might need to flush this locker room, because you're going to need a vet. We go, let's go back to LaMelo's rookie year. Bismack Biombo was always on him about the mistakes he would make, and there would be corrections There would be slight corrections. There are no adults in this room that you can that Lamelo can go to to say, "Hey, look, you're messing." Again, to go to Lamelo and say, "Hey, look, you're messing up." At some point, those kind of vets, the Udonis Haslam's, the Bismack Biombos, you need those guys that aren't going to play big minutes, but are actually going to hold this guy and hold the team to be accountable. At some point, you need those guys. Unfortunately, for Lamelo's development. He hasn't had those guys outside of his rookie year. And we're kind of seeing, like, what happens when you don't do that properly.
0: All right, Nada, we'll get you out of here on this. Let's combine forces here, college basketball and the NBA, by talking some prospects because it might be time to start looking that way if you are a Charlotte Hornets fan. Now, we know enough about Wemby. We know a lot about Scoot uh-huh. Henderson with you having evaluated the college basketball season and getting a jump on some of these prospects that look to make that transition to the next level. Let's say the Hornets are in the lottery and they get something third or worse. Who are a couple of the guys that come to your mind that fans should be happy with that they miss out on Wimby and Scoot?
1: Let's start. Let's start with the Thompson twins who are out of uh, overtime elite. all amen, Thompson. Physically, they're going to need a year in an NBA weight training program to get up to speed. That said, they're going to be very, very good. Cam Whitmore might be my favorite non-scoot, non-Wemby guy in the draft out of Villanova. Started the season hurt with a thumb injury, has come back and been gangbusters, even though the rest of the team around him is absolute sewage. Uh, And Brandon Miller is one of those guys that I think if the Hornets are not thinking about bringing back a PJ Washington and or a Jalen McDaniels can shoot it from deep can play play that stretch for be that guy that LaMelo needs in terms of an outlet to drive and kick has some decent size can defend well those four guys are probably the guys that I would focus on throwing Casey Wallace from uh, Alabama, I'm sorry Kaysen Wallace from Kentucky as well those those five guys are probably the guys that the Hornets, Hornets fans should start looking at, like right now.